Hello and welcome to K-Pop Companion, where each week we'll take a deep dive into one Korean pop song, why I like it a lot, and how you can branch out from there. We are on episode 2 of our 12-episode first season. This episode is about Ung Ung, a song released by A-Pink on January 8th, 2019. A-Pink is a girl group that debuted in 2011 with seven members. One member left to focus on their studies, so six members remain today. Ung Ung is the lead single from their eighth mini-album, Percent. This song, along with their previous song, I'm So Sick, is considered a departure from their previous bubblegum pop concept. Now that you know all that, let's listen to the beginning. So the most striking bit of this intro for me, and probably for you so far, is the arpeggiated sort of bubbly synth that's that's going on there. You know, this bit. That, along with the, uh, the vocals that are happening here, just the ooh, it's it lending to this very dreamlike feel, which is going to carry throughout the whole song. And then you've got the very 80s sounding drum machine drums that are all pointing towards this uh, sort of dreamy, synth pop, ethereal, you know, floating feeling that I, I think is only going to get more intensely concentrated as the track goes on. So... Now let's get into the verse. Okay, so the verse isn't over yet, but this is a good place for me to jump in because here we've got multiple vocal textures happening. And I think it's used really, really effectively. You know, the vocalists just sound different. They don't sound the same. Uh, and then it's got this floating, uh, again, very dreamlike thing going on. And then it's transitioning here in the middle of the verse with this frantic synth and a bunch of snare hits into this next bit. <laughs> Okay, so with the rest of this verse, we've got elements from that intro coming back. We've got the really great drum machine drums coming back. We're getting the vocal ooze in the background, and the mix is just much fuller here. And I think it's good because it's saying, okay, we're building, we're building, we're building, and the chorus is about to come up, and uh, we've got some more great uh, vocals happening. That's the only thing about K-pop is I really appreciate the variety and the just sheer ability on display when it comes to vocals. Now, not every vocalist can hold up in a live environment. You know, not every member of every group is, you know, virtuoso in all contexts. But I think on the whole, 
K-pop vocalists are very good. Uh, I think that comes from, you know, years and years of training, years and years of practice. It's a very intense sort of lifestyle, and I don't want to gloss over that, you know, this ability does come at a cost, but I want to appreciate the talent and the ability on display here. So we've got this build here. At the end of this verse, it's doing the sort of typical uh, in a lot of kinds of uh, modern music production, which is doing a bunch of snare hits and pitching it up very quickly. Uh, this little bit here. Uh, it's one of those tricks, one of those techniques that's in a lot of music, but uh, I'm still not over it. I'll never be over it. It's incredible. It's a really good just little trick. Okay, I'm going to play the pre-chorus for you now, and then I'm going to jump in right at the end of it before the chorus because there's stuff I want to address uh, specifically in this bit. Okay, so this pre-chorus is one of my favorites of any recent K-pop song, and that's because of a few things. One, I like that it's very stripped down at the beginning, uh, and then we just get some claps, we get some, you know, hey, this is getting, you know, shouted in the background. Uh, but the rhythm of the vocal delivery here at the beginning is really, really fun. Uh, and then the bassy parts of the percussion come back in, you know, the kick drum and all that, uh, bass boosted is here, and we get some different vocals, and it's building in a, a very expected but pleasing way, and uh, it just gets really pumped up for the chorus, and I think that's one of the big things the pre-chorus does, one of the big things I want to emphasize as we're going through these songs is you can tell these elements are very intentionally structured to raise or lower the energy level of the song. And as we're going into the chorus, we really need to raise it. So let's see what it's raising up to. So I like this chorus because the very beginning of it starts with very emotive, very passionate, very intense vocal delivery compared to the rest of the song. And then in the second part, it gets a little sparser because it's letting the main vocal motif of the song, you know, it's saying the title, which... Uh, for some context, uh, I, I try generally not to explain what the, the vocals are saying because I, I'm more focused on the feeling and uh, the, the sound, and also my Korean is not super strong, so I don't want to make a fool of myself. But the title of the song, you know, is basically Korean for uh-huh or all right. So it's, it's not super complex or, or intense, so it's just cutting in with this uh-huh uh, here in the, the chorus, and it sounds good, it feels good, and then we get it stripped down to just that motif at the end of the chorus, which brings us down so we can go into 
the next verse. So the verse here, we're coming from this, uh, you know, the chorus, which had a, a lot of intense uh, instrumentation, a lot of production going on, and now we're back to this very low uh, energy, comparatively uh, at least, uh, instrumentation. And one thing that I want you to take note of is the drums at the beginning are... Uh, basically filtered using a, a low-pass filter, which is rolling all of the high end off of the sound. So, for instance, here's a drum beat. And then here's that same drum beat with a low-pass filter on it. So, as you can hear, uh, it's taking all of the high part of that sound and it's just taking it away so you get a, a very uh, different feel uh, and the vocals which have more uh, treble or you know the high part of sound they can lay on top of that and they don't really collide with each other you know they're not uh, running into each other sonically at least and uh, it feels good and it also means that when they bring that high part back of the drums, it's that much more intense. And I think it's a fun trick. If you're working on a music production, you're probably doing it at some point, and uh, it feels good, and it sounds good. So this verse then is building up to the chorus, and uh, let's listen to that chorus again, and I'll say some new stuff about it. notice in this song that it is doing similar things that you would expect from either 1980s or 1980s inspired pop music which is certainly coming into fashion these days and has been for a while I don't think that those synth pop sensibilities ever necessarily went away it's just they kind of you know increase in popularity and decrease in popularity uh, later in this season, we're going to be covering another K-pop song which does similar things, but in an even more overt manner. However, uh, there are Western pop songs that do something similar that you may have heard of. So, uh, songs that I think have a similar feel from the past several years, 
include uh, well electric feel by MGMT Midnight City by M83 And definitely most of all is The Mother We Share by Churches. So I don't think it's unusual for K-pop production to be including these 80s inspired elements because it's been pretty common up to this point in western pop music and it just it sounds good it's a good vibe uh and the synth pop is really easy to produce because all the instruments are synthesized and i think you know if you've been paying attention pop music has only trended toward moving away from any analog instruments analog recording to all digital recording because it's cheaper it's faster and it gets the people going so now we're going to move on to the bridge which i think has some really fun stuff going on i think the bridge part of a typical song structure is where you can do really interesting and divergent things and evolutionary things with the sound so listen intently and then we'll talk about it. Wow, that bridge is incredible. Uh, it does one of my favorite things that I'm going to continue to talk about probably every episode, which is removing parts of the mix to let other parts of it come to the forefront and shine through and to let these vocals have more space to breathe, which I think is really important in this bridge because you've got some just incredible vocals going on here, some more sustained notes, very emotive, very passionate. Uh, you know, there's a lot of passion going into this song. Uh, I, again, not getting into uh, the meaning of the lyrics here, but it, this is a song about love, and passion goes along with that. And we're reaching the peak sort of ethereal and dreamlike state of the song in this bridge. And then it starts to build in the way you would expect, uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with the typical hallmarks of pop music production. It's appreciating the pieces put together in a very skillful way. And now we're going into the final chorus. Mm-hmm. 
So we get that little instrumental break there at the beginning, reminiscent of the intro. I think he gives the song a very cyclical nature about it. And then when we actually get to the vocals, it's dropping the drum beat out. So it's really letting us soak in those vocals, soak in the synth, and just really live in this dream like state for a little while longer. There's lots of little flourishes going on in the background. And again, I cannot stress letting things have room to breathe in these songs is so important to me. So giving that little instrumental break is nice because sometimes in pop music, I've noticed that it seems like when producing the song, uh, whoever's working on it, may not want there to be a lot of negative space, a lot of empty space as far as places without vocals, places without some interesting instrumentation going on, something new, something novel. So returning to this intro bit from the very beginning of this song, just letting us sit there in the dream of the intro is nice. And then when you move on, to just the vocals, then we can consider them separately and really appreciate them and appreciate the work that's gone into them. And they're just really talented vocals, really interesting vocals going on throughout this entire song. And I appreciate being given the space to appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, that's Oong Oong by A-Pink. I hope I have not made a fool myself when pronouncing that. But, uh, yeah, if you like that song and you want to hear more from the same group and you want to hear more of their newer concept, then I recommend trying out their previous song, which I mentioned earlier, called I'm So Sick. <laughs> if you want another uh, girl group, another girl K-pop group that has some 80s inspired songs, you could try out, uh, I've got two from this group called Red Velvet. My first recommendation is Look. My second recommendation is All Right. Next 
if you want something with a similar vibe but from a solo vocalist so you can appreciate one vocalist's work and again just to have more uh, in your suite of options here I'm going to recommend Thank You So Much by Yubin that's so with uh, four O's Thank you so much Finally, I'm going to recommend a very well-known song from one of my favorite groups. It's Four Walls by FX. Love is find links to all of those songs in the show notes for this episode which you can find in your podcast client usually under notes or summary or description or some such nonsense you can also find it on kpopcompanion.com on the page for this episode and you can also check out all the other episodes right now there there's this one and the first one but if you're listening to this in the future there may be a whole season of them who knows? Uh, if you want to contact me about the podcast, your best option is to go to Twitter and tweet at Kpop Companion. That's all one word. Or you can send an email to podcast at kpopcompanion.com. I promise to read everything and respond to everything that uh, I can. Also, if you could go on to iTunes, look us up on there, and leave us a review, I would be so, so grateful. That is one of the best ways to uh, get us up on the charts, get us up in front of people uh, on the iTunes store, still the biggest place for podcasts, uh, so more people can listen and enjoy this. And if you could also tell a friend, I would be so excited. One big development since the last episode was recorded is I have set up a Discord server which you can join by going to kpopcompanion.com and clicking on the link there to join it and that will allow you to chat with me in real time about Korean pop music and chat with fans of the show. So I look forward to seeing you in there. And with that, we have come to the end of the end. K-Pop Companion is a production of hellowelcome.org, and I look forward to talking with you next week about a brand new song.